We're talking about God's love and his love for you. He's for you. He is for you. And listen, I understand not everybody can receive that. Not everybody can uh, believe that even, right? Some of you in here today, you're like, I don't, I don't know that God is for me. I don't feel like God is for me because of life and circumstances and, and how it seemed in other relationships. But I'm here to tell you that's not the truth. God is for you. His love for you is so great. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about as we get into scripture a little bit this morning. We're in a series called Searching for God, right? How, you know, we've got Google. We can Google anything we want to, any question out there. And Google gives us the answer the Bible and God, the God of the universe has more answers than Google does. If we just go to the source for the answers for our life. Amen. So today, the question that we're going to answer as we're talking about the series, Searching for God, the question is this, does God love everyone? That is a Googled question. People are out there searching and wanting to know, does God love everyone? Because people are feeling like, I'm so unloved. I've made so many mistakes. How can God forgive me? How can he still love me, the sinner that I am? I'm here to tell you, <laughs> our God is a forgiving God, a compassionate God, a kind, loving, gentle God. And he says, come to me. His forgiveness is for all. His love is for all. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's pray as we get into our word this morning. Father, thank you for your presence here in the sanctuary. God, we just invite you to speak to us. Father, illuminate the word today. Thank you that your scripture is living and active. God, I pray as we talk and we look at your word that you will teach us something today. You'll speak to our hearts You'll encourage us where we need encouragement. You'll challenge us in the areas that we need to be challenged. God, help us to receive all that you have for us today. Open our ears, open our hearts. Father, I pray against any distractions, anything that would detour you from speaking today. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you, Jesus, that you've given to us freely. Help us to receive more of you today in your precious name. Amen. So the subject of God's love is essential to our faith, all right? It's the core of our faith, God's love. Yet as important as it is, the truth, it doesn't always make it easy to understand, and sometimes it doesn't even make sense. See, for you and me to love God, that makes sense. But here's what's hard. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe that God loves us. Anybody ever struggled with believing that God loves you? I'm just, I'm raising my hand, right? Sometimes it's difficult to truly believe that we're worthy of the God of the universe who created everything, created us, that he loves us. But I'm here to tell you, his love never fails and he is for you, and that love is for you today. And that's why you're here, because you needed to hear that today. You needed that reminder today, amen. See, it's in our hearts that we know and we believe the answer to be yes, that God loves us. But sometimes we get stuck wondering why. We get stuck in our own heads, we get stuck in our own situations, and instead of believing the truth of what the Bible says, 
We believe the lies of the enemy. Have you ever wondered, why would God love me? How does he continue to love me? How does he continue to love those who refuse to love him? Those who we look at and think, oh, they're unredeemable. That's never gonna happen. They're too far gone. Let me tell you, in the, in the economy of Jesus' love, nobody's too far gone. While they're living and breathing, they still have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. His love is always there, but they have to be willing to say yes to him. So the question is, does God love everyone? Well, let's point to scripture. Let's look at some scripture today. Some of these verses, they're gonna be familiar to you, but we need reminders often. So we all know John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone that believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. We know it. People get it tattooed on their arms. Football players, you know, Tim Tebow got, was well known for putting John 3.16 underneath his eyes. We see it all around. People wear it on shirts. But do we get it? Do we truly understand? For God so loved the world that he gave his son, his one and only son for you and for me. The word for world in Greek is cosmos which means obviously the inhabitants of the world or for everyone. For God so loved everybody, right, that he gave. God not only created the world, but he loves those who are in it. He loves everybody. Turn with me if you've got your Bible or your device. Turn with me to 1 John. We're gonna be looking at a couple different scriptures today. So get your Bibles ready. 1 John 4, 18 through 21. You guys doing good? Are you having a good morning so far? Yes. All right, all right. I'm feeling it. Yes, amen. Thank you. First John 4, we're looking at verses 18 through 21. Here it says this. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, think about that. How many of you deal with fear? If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows us that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we, for if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God who we cannot see? And he has given us this command, all right? A command is a direct order. It's not, hey, if you feel like it, yeah, right? This is a command from God Almighty. The, those, and it says this, and he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. It is important that we understand his love. If you're dealing with fear in your life, it, all that lets you know is that you haven't fully embraced God's love. Because when you fully are immersed in his love, it just doesn't, you know what? Life come, go. I, I'm in Jesus' hands. I might get a diagnosis. I might lose my job, family, relationships, but I'm in God's family. He loves me. I'm not gonna fear what's going on because I'm in him, right? When we fully get that, and listen, that's not an easy process. 
We're on this journey from now until eternity. So we're learning, right? That's why the Bible calls us disciples. We're learners and followers of Jesus. So we're not gonna get it right. But if you're dealing with a lot of fear, I wanna encourage you to get into his love because the more you understand his love, that fear goes away. Fear is a liar. Fear comes from the opposite of God, the enemy, Satan, all right? We love each other because he loved us. It's important that we reflect his image. We reflect his love to those around us, amen? That's what we tried to do the last couple of days is bring the love of Jesus to some different spaces. Showing up as imperfect people, saying, hey, we've got a Jesus. We wanna be able to offer him to you, amen? Here's another question for us. Does God love non-Christians, those who are not following Christ. Have you ever thought about that? As a Christ follower, you can't consider that question without including and wondering, does God love those who don't love him? People who do not profess to be Christians make up two-thirds of the world's population. So like five billion people who right now don't want anything to do with Christ. So just, does he love them? Well, the answer is a resounding yes, just to make that clear for anybody. Absolutely, he created them. He absolutely loves every single one of them. Even, even the ones that completely reject him. He still raises his arms in love and says, come, I invite you into my world, right? It's an opportunity and many will still reject him. The beautiful thing about God's love is that he doesn't wait for you to believe or even start loving him before he loves you. He loved first. He already loved. So you don't have to do anything else. By you just being, he already loved you. The moment that you were conceived, he loved you. Let that settle in today. Wherever you struggle with feeling that love in this world, let that truth resound into your heart. You are greatly loved. You are greatly valued by the one who created you. The world might have a different take. Your family might be different, but God Almighty loves you. Turn with me to Romans chapter five. We're gonna look at some more scripture. Romans five, we're gonna look at verses one through eight. It says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Amen. We have peace with God because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Because our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Wow. He made a place for us that's undeserved and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Verse three says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops the strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He's given us the Holy Spirit for a lot of reasons, but to fill our hearts with love, amen? 
When we were utterly helpless, so before you knew Jesus, we were utterly helpless. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Verse 8 says, But God showed his great love by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us while we were still in our sin, lost, hopeless, a mess. Those of you that know Jesus, before you knew him, were you a mess? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. He died for us before we were even choosing him. What confuses people sometimes is that we think that love is a characteristic or a quality of God, but that's not what it is. The truth of the matter is that love is who God is. It's the epitome of who he is. God is love. Love is God. It's not an attribute. It's just who he is. So what is God's love in action? Number one is this, God's love reaches, right? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God's love came to reach out to all of us who desperately needed him. Because God loved the inhabitants of the world, he didn't love their sinful condition. Do you get that though? He had to create a better way. So what did he do? He gave, he gave, he gave the one thing that he loved the most to reach us right where we were and right where we needed him. That's why at Christmas time, we sing songs about Emmanuel, right? Emmanuel, God with us. He came to us. He didn't say, hey, well, why don't you come over here? No, he came down in flesh because of his great love for us. God's love reaches The cross, even in its symbolization, reaches out to a world. So if you're feeling unreached today, remember the cross. Because the Jesus that is the savior of the world came to die for your sins and my sins so we wouldn't have to pay the price, amen? His love reaches. Number two, God's love repairs. Anybody in here need something repaired in your life? A broken relationship? Maybe a marriage? Maybe a family? maybe just sons and daughters who have fallen off the track. We are a broken people. And here's the thing. Why do we think that we have to have it all together? Jesus is the only thing that can help us. We're all broken. We're just broke different. So let's not judge one another. Let's not look to the left or the right and go, well, I'm not broke like them. (laughs) Listen, the Bible's real clear for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all broken. It doesn't matter how you're broken. God's here to fix it. His love is here to repair the brokenness, amen? Amen. He specializes in that. So if you're broken today in some area, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally, financially, if you're broken, you're in good hands. God specializes in broken. Thank goodness. He takes lives, takes the brokenness, and creates something beautiful. So I'm going to say something here. This might age me, but how many of you are familiar with the Gaither vocal band? Anybody in the room? So just a few hands, right? So my grandparents, I grew up listening to the, the Gaither vocal band, 
and uh, just beautiful songs, timeless. Um, and there's a song called Something Beautiful. Does anybody remember that song, right? Something beautiful, something good. All my confusion he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. And I'll tell you, that song, those weird words are powerful because I am a conduit of that. God has taken brokenness and created something in my life. Same for you. No matter what you're bringing to him, whatever the brokenness is, he just says, bring it to me. Right? The little boy with the fish and the loaves. Bring what you have. Give it to God. He will break it and bless it and feed 5,000. I knew that I wasn't the smartest person in the world. I knew that in my life, I came with brokenness. I knew there was going to be a lot of healing required for God to use me. But I just brought what I had. And I said, God, here's my little bit. Take it. And I will tell you, if you do that in your life, if you bring your brokenness to him, he'll take it and heal it. And then he will use it. He'll multiply it out to impact those around you at your work, in your family, in your neighborhood, and beyond. His love is here to repair if you'll let him. It doesn't do any good to keep it all inside. It doesn't do any good to pretend like you don't have broken parts because we all do. So let's be a church who's just authentic, who can just embrace the fact that we're flawed, right? And we're here to walk with each other to healing, amen? We're walk with each other to get deliverance, to get healing, to be able to have things broke off our lives so that we don't have to walk around bent over. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be broken. And so his love has come so that we can be repaired, amen? His love reaches, his love repairs, and his love renews. Probably the most wonderful aspect of God's love beyond his reaching and his repairing is that his love renews our fellowship with him. You see, the real tragedy of sin is not just the emptiness that it leaves you with, but it's the separation that keeps you away from God. Sin separates us from God. That's why hell is going to be such a terrible place beyond all the descriptors that it talks about gnashing of teeth and burning. The fact that in, in hell you are separated from God and anything good and holy for eternity is terrifying. To be separated from all of that for all eternity, that is not God's plan for his creation. He wants everyone to be with him in eternity in heaven. Amen? but we have to choose him. We have to say yes to his love that he opens up to us. And the hard part is that some will reject him, which I don't understand. It's so hard to understand a free gift that's given, but yet's rejected, right? Jesus renewed through the cross, through the power of the cross, he renewed that love and he continues to do it over and over and over. Every time you reach out to him, you read scripture, you're in worship, he renews that love for you and that relationship with you. Your relationship with Jesus is the most important thing and should be the most important thing in your life, above your marriage, above your family, above everything else. We're here to know him and to make him known and everything else is secondary. 
You see, does, God, does God's love, though, equal approval? So we've gotten this wrong in this culture. See, this is a question that confuses people. You know, God loves everyone. Yes, he does. But that does not mean God approves of everything we do. All right? Those are two things, different things. God loves everybody in the world. Absolutely. But God hates sin. And sin separates us from him. Sin is going against the law of God, what Jesus is intentioned for us in scripture. That is sin, and that separates us. God hates that. He wants nothing to do with that, and that separates us. You've probably heard the expression, hate the sin, but love the sinner. That is absolutely true of God. Loves the sinner, but hates the sin. However, God loving the sinner does not mean he won't judge the sin. He has to judge the sin. Sin still requires a judgment. Eventually, all sin will be judged. But here's where God's love is on display. God poured out the judgment for sin on Jesus. He put it on Jesus on the cross so that we wouldn't have to pay the penalty of sin, so that you wouldn't have to pay the penalty of sin, so that we wouldn't have to be eternally separated from God. Jesus has given us that gift of salvation if we only receive it, amen? So the question for you today is this, will you receive God's payment for your sin or will you pay the price yourself? In God's great love, he desires that you would choose his method of payment, of course. Because he loves you and hates sin, he will do everything he can to try to turn you away from sin and the world. Ultimately, though, the choice is yours. The choice is mine. The choice is ours. Who will we serve? Yeah, the Bible says, choose you this day who we will serve. And the choice is up to you. In the Bible... The Bible talks about God's love being unconditional. The, the, the Greek term is agape, all right? Unconditional love, which means love that's given without conditions. Our world, we deal with a lot of conditions. I'll love you if, do this if. You know, we base a lot of things on conditions, but that's not God's love for him, for us. It's unconditional. He gives without any other thought. He gave Jesus to lay down his life for us, Amen. Will you receive that unconditional love today? Will you allow him in your heart to a greater capacity than you have before? I want to read a quick story, and then um, whoever's coming up to play the keys, that'd be great. So let me show you this, this, this story, and I've, you probably have heard it before, and I just, when I was putting this message together, I was just overwhelmed. It's such a beautiful picture of unconditional love. The story goes like this. Many years ago, a volunteer at Stanford Hospital got to know a little girl named Liza. She was suffering from a rare and serious disease. Her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother, who had miraculously survived the same disease and had developed the antibodies needed to com combat the illness. The doctor explained the situation to her little brother and asked the boy if he would be willing to donate his blood to his little sister. I saw him hesitate for only a moment before taking a deep breath and saying, yes, I'll do it 
to save my sister. So as the transfusion progressed, he lay in the bed next to his sister and smiled, as we all did, seeing the color returning to her cheeks. Then his face began to grow pale and his smile faded. He looked up at the doctor and asked with a trembling voice, will I start to die right away? You see, being young, the little boy misunderstood the doctor. He thought he was going to give her all of his blood. He thought in that moment he was giving his life for her. And in that moment, he was willing to do so. God calls us to lay down our lives for each other, to follow the example of Christ, right? Who laid down his life for us. That's the unconditional type of love that God has for us, for each of us today. You know, one of the greatest lies that, the, that Satan will try to get you to believe is that God doesn't love you anymore. There's something that you've done that God's love can't reach you or repair you or renew that fellowship. And those are lies from the pit of hell. If you're feeling that today, if you're sensing that, allow the truth of God's word that his love is for you, that he has chosen you, that he has given Jesus for all that you need, that his love is reaching, that his love is there to repair and to renew that fellowship with you. Just go ahead and close your eyes and I'm gonna read a couple scriptures. And I want you just to reflect on where you're at with Jesus today. Where are you at with his love have you fully embraced his unconditional love for you today? I'm going to read from Ephesians and just keep your eyes closed. And I want you just to ponder. Ephesians 3 says this. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is for you. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So in this moment, verse 18 again says, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people. Do you understand how wide his love is for you? How long it is? how high it is, how deep it is. Just in this moment, I want you just to reflect on his love for you. Receive his love for you today in all of its fullness.
talking to the Lord and reflecting on his love. I want to make sure and give an opportunity as we have guests in the room and people with us today. You know, Jesus invites you in. He wants to be a friend that's closer than any other brother. The Bible's really clear. All we have to do is ask him into our heart, believe that he died on the cross, confess our sins, and that begins that relationship with Jesus. And today he's inviting you to say yes to this relationship, this this free gift of salvation. And before we go any farther, I want to make sure that if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never allowed him into your heart and into your space, we want to give you that opportunity today. So if you're feeling that nudge, and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, maybe for the first time or maybe as a recommitment, can you just do me a favor with eyes closed? Just put your hand up so I can pray for you today. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You guys can put your hands down. Yep, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What I want us to do with our eyes closed, we're gonna we're gonna all say a prayer together, repeating it as I say it. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I believe that you died and rose again. And I confess my need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins today. I thank you for my new life with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For everybody else here that maybe you didn't raise your hand for the first time, I want to ask you a question. Do you need his love to reach you today in a special way? Do you need his love to repair something in your life, in your relationships? So for those of you that already know Jesus, are you needing that extra help today to reach you or to repair something? And just take a moment. And I want to pray for you too as well. Thank you, Jesus. So if that's you this morning and you would like prayer for that, just put your hand up. If you need the Lord to reach you, to repair something in your life, yes, many hands are up on that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He sees all the hands up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love that repairs. Thank you for your love that renews our relationship. Let's do this across this room. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for you guys, those of you that raised your hand. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you're speaking, you're drawing, you're compelling us to you today, Lord. And for those that just raised their hand that said that they need you, your love, to reach into them today. God, I pray you'll come in just such a special way. Father, encourage them, bring them words that they need so that they know that you are there, that they're not alone. Father, for those that need your love to repair something, God, I pray that they will allow you to come in and give you the give you the give them the wisdom that they need 
Father, I pray for healing. I pray for forgiveness, Lord. Whether they're forgiving themselves or forgiving someone else, Father, we thank you that your love repairs broken lives and broken relationships. So across this place, Lord, we just ask that your love would be faithful and remain. God, thank you for forgiveness. God, thank you for those that said yes to you today, yes to your invitation to come and to know you as Lord and Savior. God, we we just love you so much today. And God, as we leave from this place, I pray today that we take more of you with us. I pray, Lord, that, that we'll be able to just marinate in your love and understand how much, how deep, how wide is your love for us. And God, help us that when we start to question, when we start to fear, God, that we'll say no to the enemy. We'll take captive those thoughts and we'll bring it back to truth, knowing that you love us and that your love never fails. We thank you, Jesus, for your word today. We thank you for your presence, Father, in your precious name.